Hello, Texans. I'm Susanna, and this is The Susanna Gibbs Show. Welcome, y'all. Happy New Year. Did you know, according to the uh, U.S. Census Bureau, in December, Texas population grew more than any other state in the country in the last year by nearly half a million people. So, hey, welcome to Texas, newbies. If you're like, holy geez, why is it so cold right now? Just wait. This is the hold my beer season. We'll be back wearing shorts again in January. And then February, it'll get cold again. So you'll get to pull your sweaters back out and all that stuff that you bought. We don't get to wear them for very long. It's always funny to me. In the fall, people are like, they have bought their new boots and it's like 75, but they're wearing their thigh high new boots. It's like, girl, it's too hot for that. Save it. Anyway, welcome. This podcast is about Texas, the people, the artists, the idealists, the entrepreneurs that make this state so amazing. The insurance agency sponsors this podcast. It's kind of our way of giving back and promoting some of the fun things that are happening in Texas. Our guest this week is Maggie Walters-Williams, and we liked her so much. We had her do her interview twice. It had nothing to do with the fact that there was an echo on Riverside, which I totally blame them, even though it was likely user error. It was really fun, though, in that everything works out for a reason, because she had a big shift from the first interview to the second, and we got to talk about it. So I'm excited for you to hear it. Please reach out to us at gibagencydallas.com. We'd love to hear from you. And again, for those of you who are moving here, listen, it's real big. I think one of the questions I always see is, should I rent or should I buy? There's so many neighborhoods here. How do you get to know them over the course of a weekend? How do you find your home and your tribe? I would say rent and then buy. But everybody does it their own way. And now, on with the show. With me today, we have Maggie Walters. She is the amazing artist and creator behind Sugar Skulls DFW by Maggie. And welcome to the show. Hi. Well, it's exciting to be here with you today. Well, technically, you are back with me for a second time, which is uh, awesome of you because we had technical fun, not fun things from the first one. So good to see you again, Miss Maggie. You look amazing, I have to say. Well, thank you. It, it has been um, a rather life-changing um, month for me. Yeah, I didn't say this, but honestly, I can see it in your face. What what happened recently that, that changed for you? Well, for the past 11 years of my life, I've been very involved in my job as a school secretary, an elementary secretary here in the town where I live in Grand Prairie. And I resigned. I resigned for a lot of many different reasons, but it did not come with a price. Um, I felt a lot of guilt on the kids at the school, the staff, the parents. I had a lot of guilt for my family, realizing that I might have to spend more time that I should have in my job and not with them. Um, it, it, it was, it was a hard, difficult decision, but looking back at it, I'm very excited. Um. When I started working for the district, I did it with one purpose. I did it so that I could have the same days off as my children. Yeah. And it occurred to me that I have a senior this year. 
Mm. And mm-hmm. now I get to spend her last five months of school doing things with her. And that's so great. And cycle. But once again, that that came with a lot of guilt and and a lot of a lot of freedom. Once I realized, well, it's hard to, sorry, you, you like you you're you identify with your job. You your identity is wrapped up in what you do. Now you have yeah. this other, which we'll get into in a minute. The the sugar skulls is also a, a big part of your identity. But um, changing a job is kind of like changing yourself. It's not the same as changing your shirt by any means. It is not. And that was another reason why I did this because I know that after being serving children for so long, I was going to need a little bit of time to find myself and see what I want to do. Do I want to go back and be a secretary for a public school? Do I want to go back and be a secretary somewhere else? Do I want to just focus on growing sugar skulls by Maggie DFW? And that that would be my pick is to focus on sugar (laughs) skulls by DFW, just because I think you're so talented and I can't wait to get into that. So let's, since we're here, let's jump into it for, um, the other thing I'm, I'm such kind of a history nerd. I love the fact that Dia de los Muertos was, this is, is it Aztec or Mayan holiday? Like this holiday is old, right? Sure. This holiday is very old. It's actually as old as you can think. Um, if you think of even Egypt and any type of pyramid, when anybody famous, per se, or important died, they would leave things for them to take with them to the afterlives. Anything right. from their favorite food, jewelry, sometimes even pets. And we see that in Mayan, Aztecs, Egyptians, all of those older civilizations. What ended up happening is once they were conquered or invaded, whichever way you're going to put it, by other cultures, they had to kind of sort of assimilate it a little bit. But you still see it. You still see the respect that they had for the dead then and now. So that is a big, big thing. Big, big thing. Well, I think a lot of people are like, well, Dia de los Muertos is just Halloween in a different country, but they are not connected. I mean, the only way, and I tried to see, and I, of course, again, that's a whole different podcast, but Halloween is a Celtic holiday, I believe. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a pagan holiday, initially, and the only link, I mean, it's so interesting how people and cultures across the world, it was like, well, it's tied to the seasons, and so that's where it makes sense. It's seasonally tied to the death of summer and everything else. But um, it's just fascinating to me. I love the historical aspect of it. And I think it's so fun. How did you get involved in doing sugar skulls? And explain the sugar skull importance to um, the, sure. the Dia de los Muertos. Sure, not a problem. Well, this is um, a very important holiday for me. I'm... An immigrant. I came here from Mexico City when I was only 14 years old. So I grew up going to the markets, doing the other los muertos, seeing kids going out and asking for money to go buy their own sugar skull because it's a in Mexico it's a sweet treat. Mm-hmm. So to see all of that, it, it it 
you know, it brings such a fun memories to me. And when my oldest son was in middle school, his teacher came and asked me if I knew how to make sugar skulls. And I was like, um, no, but I'm sure I can learn. I asked my mom, this is oosh, 18 years ago, at least. I asked my mom if she would bring me some molds, which she did. And we started with three molds. And I learned, I make them, in Mexico, you make them by cooking the sugar. This is Texas. And in September and October, the heat in here is, is unbelievable. So I did the dry method with them. But we learned, I learned how to decorate them. I learned from scratch how to make everything. And along the way, I found that my little ones, they're not so longer so little anymore, learn with me. We grew mm. together. We we have one that does all the royalizing because he knows how to do it perfectly. We have one that glues them. We have one that makes them from top to bottom. We have the other one that packs them. It has become such a family thing. The kids know when we start, when we finish, we have a board of all the orders that we get. So some sometimes you know, depending on the sizes or the, or the size of the order as well. One of them will go, hey, I'll take care of that one. Oh, I'll take care of that one. So now it has become such a part of our family. I enjoy being able to pass this on to them. I have told them um, that when I pass, I hope they put, <laughs> they put an altar for me and they add a sugar skull on it and they're, they're they just kind of look at me, but they they know what I mean. Um, a sugar skull represents the deceased person at the altar when you put one out for Dia de los Muertos, which mm. depending on which part of Mexico, Dia de los Muertos can be a one, two weeks. There's some states that I'm finding out now, sometimes it's a whole month. So it just depends on your beliefs or the beliefs on where you're staying at. But to us, is a way to remember the people that are no longer with us. And to remember... So when you, when you decorate this, because you, you ship out the skulls non-decorated or decorated or both? Yes. Yes, to both. Okay, both. But so Let's, if I if you were to send me, if I was like, hey, I'm going to order one and I'm going to decorate it, would I then decorate it in memory of the person that I'm thinking of or just how I want it or... Yes. Yes, to yes. all of them. Yes, okay. you can de- you can decorate. You can request colors. We do that. We our last call of the season was one for the Texas Rangers. Oh and wow! I was, I was nervous as heck, but I was like, okay, you want a Texas Ranger? We can we can accommodate you. And I did. I sitting here, and I and I put a baseball um, ball on the very front. Texas Rangers, all of the colors, and they were very happy with it. So I have done, we have done skulls for a wedding. We had um, a couple that were getting married and her parents had died in Dia de los Muertos. So she actually had them present at her wedding. So it, it was, if any skull, we feel like it's a piece of art and we feel like it's a piece of us. So whenever you purchase or we gift you a skull, you surely will know that it has been made with love. I think that was one of the things that I remember most about our first interview is how much, 
it's not just a con it, it's not just a simple treat that you can or or don't eat it is really a way to honor and remember with love a person that is no longer with you and you talked about what did you guys do during covid i know that you always do stuff as a family but you did something really special will you talk about that yes well during covid we actually thought that um we were not going to be making a lot of calls because events were uh canceled people were not allowed to um get together you know, it was just something that we were thinking it was going to be just a very simple season for us. And it turned out to be one of the biggest, busiest seasons we ever had. It's a lot of friends and relatives from from different parts of Mexico and as well here in the United States, unfortunately. So many of their beloved departed because of COVID. Uh, we're talking about little towns where people live together in one house. So if somebody will get it and they had an underlying condition and others in the family had underlying conditions, the risk of you losing someone to COVID was very high. So at the end, we realized we made over 2,000 skulls because we had people calling us. Well, it wasn't just one or two people. It would be we just lost this whole family because they couldn't get to the doctor. We lost this whole family because one of them got sick and then everybody got sick. I mean, it was it was such a heartbreaking situation and we will get people just asking for 15, 10, 20. And our family felt that we needed to help them out because often they will order the bitty, bitty, tiny sugar skulls because of the cost. So we ate up our portion and we only charged them for materials and we gave them the bigger skulls. Yes, mm-hmm. because we felt that was such an important thing for them. If they were, if they really couldn't go, they really couldn't travel, they couldn't see their loved ones one last time, we wanted to make sure that when they were honoring them, they could do it properly. It wasn't a thing of, oh, we're going to decorate one. No, it was us decorating them for them and then coming to pick them up and like I said, they would come and often when they were here, um, can we have two more? Can we have three more? Mm-hmm. And that to us, it, it really was incredible to be able to support our community in a very small way, but to make it so that they could feel, they could still be there and have their beloveds next to them. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. Well, I know that your family participates with you, I know is a huge part of it. Will you talk a little bit about um, what your newest salesperson that you have been utilizing, What who, who she just got to pitch for and what that was? <laughs> well, I will tell you that in my five kids, the youngest one is a girl. All the other ones are a boy, are boys, but my girl has really, really embraced the holiday and she can make them from scratch all the way to, you know, presenting the history, presenting. She has watched me. She grew, she has grown up, watched me giving presentations in English, in Spanish. She doesn't know a whole lot of Spanish, but she has watched it. She has seen me bring objects back from Mexico. She has 
um, seen me talk about it with such a passion that recently she was actually at the corporate office for the Dallas Mavericks and gave them a PowerPoint presentation, which I wasn't expecting, but oh my gosh, I was so proud of her. I couldn't be, I couldn't be there and they call us and they said, can you come? And I'm like, ha ha. And she said, I'll do it. So she did. And, so and your senior in high school gave a presentation to the Dallas Mavericks corporate offices. Yes, ma'am. And Bless I, her. That girl is going to go far. And and I'm so blessed because she is fearless. So to see her do this, it makes me want to grow even more. Because if I can give her just a little bit, then that's all she needs. And I'm very, very excited for her because she's like, I'll do it. And, you know, we saw pictures and everything. And and it wasn't the money. It was the fact that she wanted to do it that really meant a lot to me. And I hope now that she's graduating, uh, she'll be able to do more presentations alone with me. We have done mini ones for Girl Scouts and stuff in other smaller companies. But for her to take the lead and do it all the way, I was very, very impressed. And after I saw the pictures, I'm like, Woof, that is my girl. <laughs> Yay. So what would it take now that you're in this unique opportunity of I have freed myself from my day job to take Sugar Skulls to be your full-time job? Is that even a possibility or is it just too seasonal? I think it's, I think it's a possibility. I will have to extend it to maybe adding more things related to the Dia de los Muertos. So it doesn't just become seasonal, but people will be able to learn more. It could, we could add education to it, just like we've been doing it, but add it even more. And um, that would require more for me too. I would love to learn a little bit more. Uh, you're never too old to learn. And I'm excited to be able to share with you that I want to go travel. I want to go to some of the ancient ruins that I haven't been to. I would like to learn more about each culture, each special tribe, how they how they celebrate it. Maybe even go and visit some of the towns that I haven't had a chance to see during Dia de los Muertos. Uh, I know that um, Michoacan, because they, they go all out. Guanajuato does the same. Oaxaca, from where my family is from, I would love to see and learn more of the raw knowledge that is out there and be able to bring it back and even share it, share this special holiday with more information and more traditions than what I currently have. So that could be a possibility. Do you have any, I mean, here's the thing. Everybody thinks competition is bad, but honestly, I have some great competitors that are collaborators with me and I can call them and say, listen, how are you handling this? What are you doing this? Do you know of anybody else doing what you do that does it full time? No, no. I Interesting. Seen, I seen some, and I'm going to be honest with you, I seen some sugar skulls and it's the same mold. Mm. And no, I, they use the same mold for all their skulls. And I'm happy to say we have, I don't know, 20 different sizes of molds. And so I can pick everything that we do and all the molds that we do. And we use different ones for different things. So we we are very capable of being different than everybody else 
Um, plus the fact that I've been doing it for so long, cause this is sort of new for people, but mm. being able to, to decorate them, I decorate them extremely fast. I mean, I had to slow down if we're videotaping or taking pictures, I have to slow down, which it brings me to, I'm an excellent cookie decorator. Yes. Because of my 18 years of, uh, sugar skulls, I am, I am really good, good cookie, sugar cookie decorator. So it just is incredible the things that you can do and learn, but I'm excited to say that we have so many varieties. Uh, we can do so much more than we have so many sizes that um, we can only see this getting bigger and getting stronger. I'm hoping wow. to see my senior come with me and, and learn more um, and see what this will take us. This is, this is an exciting time. It's scary, of course just like anything else. And that's the reason why I decided to take my time making sure that when I do it, I do it all the way. Well, I know you said when you first made your decision, you were in bed for a week. How do you feel now? Do you feel, I know you're excited, but like, how I'm stressed excited. are you? I'm not as stressed. Right now, no. I made a decision with my family to spend the holidays. And by the way, the holidays last until my birthday, which is January the 10th. Happy early <laughs> do birthday. The holiday. Thank you. Do, my, do the holidays and then make a decision slowly. And it has to be an educated decision because I know that it, whatever step and whatever, whatever direction I take is not going to be an easy one. It never is. Anything that is worth it is going to be hard because if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And that's not what I want to do. I want to be able to say, I want to do this and do it right. Uh, the decision of making over a thousand goals in a season. I mean, it was so scary the first few times we did. I was like, how many are we going to do? Oh my gosh. And especially when the kids were younger and they couldn't help. That was a very sleepless and tired Maggie because I had to do a lot of it on my own. And the decision was made that they will help me more. And that has been a blessing in disguise. But once again, letting go of some things comes with a price, but new things also comes with a price of happiness. And I am making myself make the decisions very slowly and see as many possibilities as I can. It's right now I'm trying to do the best thing that is for me as well for my family. And that is never easy. Um, like, like you just mentioned a week after the first week after I quit my job. Oh yeah. I, I stayed in bed and I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried and, and then I was happy and then I cried some more and then I was sad and happy and, ang and angry. And I'm beginning to realize that those are the emotions that anybody has to feel after losing something that they had for so long. It's almost like grieving. And now I can be on the other side and then start looking at what I want to do and I'm excited. The possibilities out there are huge. I just need to decide what is going to be the first step. So sugar skulls could go anywhere. I mean, can you imagine seeing my sugar skulls and places like um, Whole Foods stores because they're hand, you know, they're handmade. Or can you see me doing classes online in my own website? 
or doing consultations about the holiday with other major entities. Be awesome. It would be so, awesome. All when you get those- into Whole Foods, I want to do your insurance because they're going to want a certificate and I know what they want. I do certificates for them all the time. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we yeah. did. Yeah, so, that's so exciting. Is, yeah, those are the things that I started thinking about and one step at a time, right? One dream mm-hmm. at a time. And it could be great and it could not be so great. But whatever it is, I'm excited to see it happen now. I think that's one of my favorite things as far as working with business insurance and business owners is I like hearing about your process, what you want to do, how you want to do it, how you're going to get there. I like feeling like I'm a part of the story and the journey and any way that we can help. You let us know, Miss Maggie. I will. I'm very, very excited. How can people? Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, How can people find you if they want to find you? Well, if you guys want to find me, I'm on Instagram right now under Sugar Skulls by Maggie DFW. And you can see some of the things that we're doing. I'm working on some art. I learned a lot of things in the past year regarding cartoneria, which is Mexican paper mache. And I'm working on a very huge piece that my poor little husband has to take the front door on and off every time I want to take it outside. So that's how oh big gosh. the piece is. But I'm very, very excited. It's going to take me a little bit to um, to finish it. But it's going to, I already know what I want to do to it. And it's going to be honoring some things that I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be excited to share as the process keeps on happening. Well, I'm excited to hear all about it. All right, Miss <laughs> Maggie, thank you so much for coming back to visit with us today. Before we let you go, yes, before ma'am. we let you go, I want to talk a little bit about, we have so many people who are moving to Texas and you live in, where do you live? I live in Grand Prairie. So Grand Prairie is, I mean, it's kind of midway between Dallas and Fort Worth, right? Absolutely. We are right in the middle of everything. You go one way, you can go see the Cowboys. You go the other way, you can go see the uh, state fair. Um, But Grand Prairie has grown so much in the last 10 years. Everything is growing. We have a a tollway now. We have huge stores moving in. We have big hotels. Retail has quadrupled to no end. We have apartment complexes, houses. Everything is growing, and with that comes growing pains. Mm. Crime grows up a little bit. Uh, Traffic, oh my gosh, traffic. Traffic is the biggest pain. And, of course, just you don't see the small town feeling very much because we have so many things happening. And with everything, it's good and it's bad. It's exciting to be able to have these things for our kids. It's kind of hard not to see any more land around. So you talk about the small town feeling. If you were to characterize Grand Prairie, what would you say are some of the characteristics of where you live? Okay, well, a small town, we don't live too far from downtown, and that is such a pretty, pretty street. Centers, um, it's not center, it's... Jefferson and Davis and 
Main Street, all of those streets have remained and had this little quality of the small houses. We have the water tower, we have the uptown theater. But if you come a little bit, a little bit to the south, we now have the Epic, which is a mega place where you can, one side that has the water, Epic Waterfall Water Park, which it has the most beautiful indoor outdoor water park. And on the other side, you have the Epic Center, which is exercising, is meeting people, is everything that you can imagine that you can enjoy, such as cooking classes, art classes. They even have their artisan residence. It is just very nice. Plus, the whole waterfront now that they have, there's where they have the lights. And that is, it's such a good feeling to be able to go walk in there with your kids and see whole family. So that's, that's one of the good things that we have seen in recent years, seeing that one piece that I think is going to remain for a very long time, as well as the Playground Adventure Park, which is an all-inclusive park, one of the, I want to say three in Texas, that serves from one to 99 years old. Anybody that wants to come in and play with their kids is all-inclusive, all abilities. So those oh. are the things that I think of Grand Prairie. That's so fun. Well, I haven't been to Grand Prairie in a long time, but I do remember that street that you're talking about, which it's like a little piece of history mm -hmm. revamped. So, well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Hang out for a second. I'm going to close this out, but don't, yeah, don't probably. go away. All right. Isn't she awesome? I flipping love her. She's so great. And I cannot wait to connect her with Vicki Meeks. That's getting fun. Anyway, Here's your insurance tip of the week. If you are moving here to Texas, it's a hot mess. Welcome. We have tornadoes. We have hurricanes. We have ground shifting and we have ice. And so we've had some pretty bad claims here in the past year, coupled with COVID and supply shortages and labor demands. The claim prices cost a lot more than the insurance companies bargained for. And so they're behind. Um, actually had somebody go, wow, the insurance companies are brainwashing you. And I was like, this is just math. State Farm had some of their worst losses in the last 10 years. And I've actually made friends with State Farm and farmers agents because we're having a hard time placing our clients with policies. It's not about just buying the policy. I have to get them qualified. I have to sell them to the underwriter. And sometimes I have to call my State Farm friend and say, I don't have a market for them. Can you take them? And then farmers is like, hey, listen, Farmers is canceling all monoline policies. Can you help? So it's crazy, y'all. I've been doing this for 25 years, and it's the worst I've ever seen it. So yay! Welcome. Let us know how we can help. GiveAgencyDallas.com. Thank you again for being here, and we look forward to seeing you again next week, week after, week after. Happy New Year.